Hello, fellow Americans and foreigners who are morbidly curious. I'm going to make another American politics episode. Um, I haven't made one in a while, and my channel was initially supposed to have more of American politics, but I realized that uh, a lot of discussion on politics is wasting breath. For real, guys. So this episode is going to be about how to not waste your time when you're reading about politics. And in my opinion, the best way to cut through the BS and not waste time is to just listen to the people themselves when they tell you things. And I will use an example. For example, right now in the news is all this stuff about the January 6th committee and how they have all this new information on Trump and all this new information about all this stuff that happened that day. And it's interesting because for me, I was I was like morbidly curious and stopped the steal from the very beginning. And so I was always really involved in the actual like on Parler and on TD.win and on all their Internet stuff and there here and there. And it's like. It's interesting because the January 6th committee, like. Not the committee. OK, those are politicians. I haven't watched any of the actual committee, but you listen to how the media covers the committee and they're acting like there's all this news when there just isn't because everything that they've uncovered you could have known by just asking asking trump or one of trump's close allies in the very beginning like they were really open about everything in my opinion there was no like trump was about as open as you can be i mean he called raffensperger like that and didn't even care because you know it's like whatever like it's just so weird to me that why is it news in 2022 that Donald Trump tried to have the House of Representatives do a procedural coup to stay in the Oval Office? Like, I, I don't know. I don't know why it's news. It's weird. It's a waste of time to read that stuff because it's like they're not going to prosecute him. Nothing's going to come of it. It's just a bunch of whining, basically. The way I think about it, because for me, with, with with Democrats, like the feeling I have about Democrats right now is that they whine and whine and whine about Republicans and about Joe Manchin and about how bad they are without realizing that, like the New York Times itself. I love Ezra Klein from the New York Times because he talks about how Blue states are worse with more problems and more inequality. Blue states have like worse everything, more crime, more gun violence, more everything. And also educated people are more biased and prejudiced and less tolerant than uneducated people. So it's funny to me that, you know, it, it, it's funny to Ezra Klein too, a New York Times podcaster talking about how you know, it, it's it's ironic that the party of tolerance, because they're educated, they're less tolerant. If you are educated, you are less tolerant because you have more reasons to not like other people. Whereas if you're really simple, you're just going to be like, oh, look, that person has two legs and two arms They and, and a family. I must they I like them. And then you're only going to not like them if some smarty pants from some school comes and tells you that they're Jewish or they're Muslim or they're this or they're that. That's an oversimplified view, but it it, it 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 works out that way statistically. 
obviously these are all individual people. I shouldn't have to say that. If you're educated, you should know that. That whenever anybody talks about anything, they're talking in terms of generalizations and statistics. Otherwise, you can't talk about anything. So everybody always likes to grammar check. Well, I know one educated person who's tolerant. Yeah, of course. Of course. And Timothy McVeigh wasn't all that educated and not all that tolerant either. Doesn't matter. We're talking about the average here. And the reason why Democrats are annoying is because they don't realize why they suck. They only realize why Republicans suck. Whereas in my experience, Republicans at least understand why Republicans suck. And they don't really like anybody. But Democrats, like, I, I just feel like there's so many of them who are totally blind to why Democrats are awful. And I will, you know, even me, who is like one of the most anti-Trump people in the country because I'm anti-authoritarian. So I don't like authoritarians. On either side of the party, it doesn't matter. But the Democrats are all authoritarian, almost. There's a couple... If you want to know what it's like to have a Democrat who's not an authoritarian, if you're a Republican who can't imagine such a thing, just look at local government. Look at the governor, uh, the governor of Montana, the Democratic governor of Montana. Look at... I won't say Joe Manchin, because he's just corrupt, but look at someone, a Democrat who's kind of like, like, like a blue dog Democrat, for example. Or like a, like a Democrat who acts like Ben Sass in terms of their respect for the Constitution and the institutions. Um, you know, to me, this is how I think of it, guys. Republicans promise the right thing. And then they're just, you know, most of them are just grifting corrupt liars, of course. But Democrats, to me, don't even promise the right thing. Because they promise a a sort of top-down states states state guaranteed security that just isn't possible and just doesn't exist. The state cannot guarantee prosperity or security. It just can't. And if it tries, it it's it's bad, you know? Um there's a difference between having universal basic income as an end goal. And thinking that, you know, I mean, it's all about what what kind of time frame and stuff there is. It's like, do I want universal basic income when I'm when I'm 80? Yeah, I think we'll be ready. But right now, I would only ask for. us like the 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 CBO, maybe to see to ask if we can afford universal basic income, the Congressional Budget Office. So you can waste, you can stop wasting time when you're following politics by just listening to the people who know what they're talking about or the people who pretend like they know what they're talking about. So like, for example, I would recommend listening to Nancy Pelosi because she's going to be full of crap most of the time. But after you get to know her, you realize that she's not really, it's like Trump. He's always full of crap and yet being honest at the same time. It's like that. You start to kind of just understand what their like what their problem is like what's your what's their problem so for me like if i had to say how i feel about nancy pelosi well i don't feel like you know in my opinion like it feels like a horrible like 
thing to say like from like from what position are you saying this but i do feel like she's not very american and more of a international like transnational globalist and i would say that that's true of most of her constituents because i you know like i love san francisco like i would move there and i'm i'm i used to be more of a transnational globalist than i am now but like what that means is that they want the united states to be more like the rest of the world but we don't want to be more like the rest of the world do we republicans do we marco rubio no but they want America to be more like the rest of the world. And in my opinion, that's like fundamentally un-American because this country was always about, you know, the rest of the world is a bunch of losers, a bunch of authoritarian losers who get told what to do all the time. The rest of the world gets bossed around. Most countries, you know, like that aren't Western, especially most countries that aren't Western democracies, people get bossed around by some daddy figure. It's stupid. It's stupid. And, you know, the whole the whole problem is, well, nobody in San Francisco likes to get bossed around, guys. But you end up living in a structure that is so, so like, um, oh, God. there's so much there's so much red tape and so much bureaucracy. It's like the road to surf them by Frederick Hayek. If you want to know what I'm talking about, how you can have you can have a government become too powerful and restrict people by doing things like banning the gig economy without needing to have even any commies in the midst. Like, like people who want to ban Uber and Lyft aren't commies. They just don't want people getting taken advantage of. But if you do that forever and ever and ever, you end up with, I mean, we, it doesn't work. It just doesn't work. And, um, you know, Republicans get mad at Nancy Pelosi for being an elite. Like, oh, look at how rich she is. She has this $12,000 fridge, and then she says she's for the poor. And it's like, well, yeah, I don't see anything inconsistent about that because she's willing to pay taxes, and she does. That's all That's all rich people have to do is pay taxes. They don't have to. It's not like we're asking them to save the world or anything. You just want them to pay some tax. You know? And if they already pay enough tax, then so be it. But the argument is about whether or not they do or don't. And so why waste your time, you know, like, why waste your time listening to all the tax arguments? Democrats think they should pay more and Republicans think they should pay less. The rich. And it's that simple. Except it's not because both parties have populist and non-populist elements within them. Um, but my point is the reason why I go on about this is to show that if you just understand what the whole point is, then it's easy to understand like where things are going. Like, of course, Trump tried to over do whatever he could to overturn the election because he doesn't understand why anyone would vote for Joe Biden over him, let alone 80 million people, because he can't understand that because he thinks he's awesome. At least that's how I understand it. Trump can't imagine why anybody wouldn't like him unless they were just a dirty dem. So, the reason why I go on about this is because there's really no need to read more about it until something happens. Like the Mueller report. I never care. I was just like, okay, let me know what let me know when something happens. Oh, Bill Barr snuffed it. Bill Barr 
released a doctored summary and and doctored the thing and 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 snuffed it just like I thought he was going to do the whole freaking time. I was always worried. I, I always said Miller won't matter because Bill Barr will squash it anyway because Billy Barr is a dirty Ruby Ridge Waco dirty little fed boy. What do you know? That's what happened. Like you didn't have to waste hours and hours and hours listening to the Mueller report. You already knew that the attorney general would squash it because he's corrupt. So it's fine. You know, and you also know that even everything that Mueller could find out, who cares? Like, I always thought that it was such a small thing because they're never going to get Trump over it anyways. Okay, like you're never going to get enough to actually like get Trump. And even if you it's like. Okay, so they caught a bunch of Russian spies and stuff. Like, who cares? It wasn't really that big a deal to me. Like, the Ruskies, the Russians are going to do what the Russians do, and then you deal with them accordingly. And then that's the end of it. It's not that interesting. So everybody had this, like, pariah. The Democrats, they refused to understand or, or really acknowledge or understand why they suck. And so they just blamed Republicans all the time for being idiots. When... Man, I mean, I myself am going back to, I'll always be a never-Trumper. But, you know, when Trump dies, I'll probably start voting Republican again. I've always been a never-Trumper, though, because he's authoritarian. And I don't like authoritarians. And I feel like Democrats are already authoritarian. So it's like, well, they're, like, almost all the Democrats are authoritarian. So it's not as risky. It's like having like Joe Biden, the authoritarian as president. Well, yeah, he's a Dem. But if it's a Republican, then who are the uh, who are the non-authoritarians? None. There's none. If Trump is in charge of the Republican Party and Joe Biden's in control of the Democratic Party, there are no more anti-authoritarians in charge in the country. And that's really bad. I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't want the president to be able to call the military to the border unless Americans are getting, you know, unless it's a war. And even then, we should probably just have a militia take care of it. That's what the founders wanted. If, to me, if you're a Republican, a traditionalist, you shouldn't want the national professional army to be summoned to the border when there's an immigration problem. You should want those ones vigilantes that George Bush didn't like. I don't like vigilantes, but it seems like a better solution than the national army using emerge abusing emergency powers over the will of congress why do republicans love that shit now i don't know i don't know they like authoritarian for some reason i see a lot of republicans who like the whole daddy figure thing they like they like trump being their daddy i don't know if they're into weird sex stuff and they just need another outlet or something i don't know but they really seem to like having a daddy and that makes me so angry because America is about to America is supposed to be the country where nobody needs a daddy. You're your own daddy. If there's people coming over the border, you figure out what, you know, I mean, why are they kicking your ass so bad? That's my main question. Why are these immigrants kicking your ass? And then, you know, for me, border border policy. Like, yes, I want strong, secure borders because my mother is Brazilian and we have family waiting to get into the United States. So for me, it's very personal. It's very personal when I have family waiting to get into this country for 20 years and then 
a Honduran is allowed to just walk across and because they have a hard life, they're just allowed in. Well, my family has a hard life too. They're just not here. They're just in Brazil. They're too far away. So it's like a proximity map. Oh, well, the Honduran was born closer, so they get in for free. No, screw that. Nobody likes that. Nobody likes that. So we want rules and we want laws. And so everything else to me is just little details. Like you want to know, it's all law after that, guys. It's all about like asylum laws and what's practical and what's not. It's not as interesting after that. It's just like, okay, well, we need rules for who gets in and out according to this nation state construct. And then it's just some logistical problem after that. It's stupid. It's lame. It's not interesting. At least that's how I think of it. Because it's like, okay, you know, should America be a nation of immigrants or not? In my opinion, I think that anybody from anywhere in the world, as long as they believe in individual liberty, coming first, first, above the government's right to control you, as long as they believe that your own human dignity and human rights come first and aren't granted to you by the state. The state can only take them away. Then anybody in the world is welcome here. I don't care what color you are. I don't care what religion you are. I don't care anything. I don't need to know anything else about you other than that you value individual liberty. Because Democrats don't. And they're already, there's like half of them. And then many Republicans don't anymore because they like, they like, they like their daddy now, you know? They like their daddy taking their bump stocks. They like their daddy doing this and doing that and using the military and being all weird and authoritarian. Why? Well, because they decided that they couldn't beat the Democrats with people like Ben, ben Sass anymore. I think that it's all, you know, for Republicans, it's like, I think they lost faith in themselves. Because if you think you need a guy like Donald Trump to get votes, that means that you've lost faith in yourself, you know, your own values. Because if you think that you can't inspire people better than some better than some loser from Queens, then that's your problem. Because Ben Sass doesn't feel that way, and he's not going to get voted out of office by some Trump grifter. And if he does, then screw this country anyway, you know? If they vote out Ben Sass for some grifter, then whatever. America's lost anyway. So there's no point in like giving ground to these people. I don't know why. If you're not authoritarian, don't give ground to authoritarians. It doesn't matter if you're Democrat or Republican. You can vote for non-authoritarian Democrats, as few as there are. There's like five. And you can vote for non-authoritarian Republicans, which is basically like all the old ones except for the neocons. Basically, all the old Republicans who aren't neocons are anti are most of them are anti-authoritarian. Now, you have to understand guys that like you can have authoritarianism in the form of economic regulations too. Um like I would consider the the Dodd-Frank Wall Street Reform Act to be a form of like well-intentioned authoritarianism where you're putting heavy 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 regulations on industry in order to try to stop the um the downsides and the effect that the industry has on the outside world 
So Democrats, Democrats can pass regulations. Once again, back to the road to serfdom. You end up with so much red tape that you need to be a lawyer or you need to have you need to have some kind of expertise to navigate the system. You can't defend yourself in our courts without a lawyer because there's all this convoluted hubaloo. There's all this BS in the system. Right? In the in the legal system and in the business regulation system, in the tax codes, the more convoluted everything gets, the more you try to control, the more you enable the 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 learned aristocratic class, the lawyer class. Look at what we've done to the lawyer class. You don't think Democrats empower the lawyers, lawyer class of society, and that Democrats don't encourage more lawyers to be in society? Man, you know, it's much more efficient to just deal with things at church. If you have emotional problems, why go to a mental health professional if you have your church community and your family and love? Well, we don't have those in the cities. I didn't. You got to figure out your own way. I'm sorry to ramble on so many different topics, but it's about your overall governing ideology. Like every time a Democrat is confronted with a problem, they immediately go to the government passing some kind of rule to fix it. It's really, really messed up and un-American, I'm sorry to say. We don't do that here. And if we did, we'd look like China. You know, like, do you want a social credit score? Do you want there to be a social credit score? It seems like it sometimes. Now, the Democrat argument is that people get hurt if you don't help them. And my only answer to that is, well, blue states have been trying to help for a really long time and it's failed miserably. So just go to Los Angeles and tell me what they did wrong because there's no Republicans. I live here in California. I've lived here my whole life. There's no Republicans. Arnold Schwarzenegger was like the last Republican to be able to do anything. So it's all Democrats. And California is rich enough to not be able to blame the outside all the time either. And yet, California is a hierarchical society. It's a paradise for the rich and hell for the poor, hell for the homeless and paradise for the rich. That's what that's what regulations and top-down mentality creates. A stratified, class-based, hierarchical society like the Chinese. Well, the Chinese are are now socialist, but like the Taiwanese, for example, or like the Hong Kong or like Japan where as the more top down everything is, the more of a of a of a you know elite class you get. And if you don't think the Democrats are the party of the elite class, I mean, the way I think of it, corrupt Republicans are the party of greedy elites, and Democrats are the elite. Democrats are the party of well-meaning elites. Like I feel like Democrat elites are in general a lot better meaning for society and they want society to be they care more about society than about themselves a lot of the time like i do think pelosi for example she worries about society a lot pelosi spends a lot of time worrying about people that aren't her and that's not something that's evil to do that's not it's not because she's bad but it's it's the 
very fact that you always try to have a solution that leads to the situation we have in California, where you have to have a degree to be able to be anybody because there's so many rules to navigate in every industry. Now, do we need rules? Yes. But it's different. Like, I, I won't go into all the details here, but I'll I'll just name drop some things like PAGA in California. The the PAGA laws that they passed is a perfect example of what I'm talking about, where you just kind of end up hurting the economy or trying to ban the gig economy. They tried to ban the gig economy and Californians because we really are like, you know, my most of my like elite Democrat friends, like we're not, you know, we're not communist. Certainly not communist. And we're not all that. They're not all that egalitarian either. Like the transnational globalists, they're not really that egalitarian and they're not communists. So I feel like Republicans like Republicans still think it's the 1950s where they're fighting the leftists when it's like, well, the left wing has changed to like the Democrats are. Their policies don't bring about equality. So they're in that sense, not really that much even left wing anymore because they support a hierarchical elite class based society. They just want the government to help the people on the bottom, much like myself. But I think that in America, it has to be the state. I just, I just, my my problem is in America, it's like, well, but the government doesn't have a right to do that. Where's the government's mandate? I always ask, where's the government's mandate? The Commerce Clause gives the government the mandate to send the ATF and kick down your door and take your weed plants that you weren't even going to sell because of the commerce clause, because of Wickard v. v. Filburn. Like, okay, okay, fine. Okay. Maybe the commerce clause was meant to be that broad, but I don't want it to go. I don't want that to become the overall mentality. I still want us to be always trying to err on the side of maybe the government isn't allowed to do this because that's the only way we get freedom. So for this episode, I guess to summarize it, the road to serfdom by Frederick Hayek, read it and understand why Democrats suck. And if you understand why Democrats suck, it, it, it it's not that Donald Trump doesn't suck Democrats. It's not that people can't see why Donald Trump is a, 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 a you know, a grifter. Most people know that Trump's a grifter. They just like Democrats even less. Most Trump voters. I mean, God, like, that's how I felt. It was like, I just wish that Democrats, the main thing is just that they stopped pretending like they're the party of egalitarianism. They're the party of a class-based, educational class-based society where the uneducated, a creationist, anti-climate change, quote-unquote, uneducated rural hick idiot doesn't have the same outcome doesn't have equality of outcome as someone who deserves it more right well you're no longer egalitarian because you don't believe in equality of outcome so republicans where are the commies there aren't commies anymore dude you just got a bunch of rich people you're fighting against the rich elite and you're the commies now Because now you're the little guys. Now white evangelicals are 15% of the country and they're all poor as shit. They're like the most disadvantaged group in the country. So now you're the communists. Now you're the underdogs. 
What do you know? Now you want now you want to have equal dignity despite not having equal worth to society. You want to have equal dignity even though somebody who's more educated than you is worth more than you. That's American. That's American. It's it's solely American where your dignity comes from God, not the state. It comes from God, not society. It comes from nowhere. It comes from the sky, man. It comes from the earth. It comes from your balls. It comes from somewhere that isn't society. It doesn't matter what you say. It comes from not society. So I guess that's like my politics TED Talk. It's like Democrats. People don't like you because you pretend to be egalitarian when you're not. And Republicans. People don't like you because you're mostly a bunch of grifters, basically. And I think that Republicans know that. That's why they voted for Trump, to be anti-establishment. Because most of the Republican establishment was just a bunch of grifters. So you send them a grifter who's going to be an even bigger, more shameless grifter than all of them to take the mask off, right? Trump took the mask off D.C. And you start to wonder, wow, this Trump guy is pretty bad. But wait, I wonder if any of the other ones are actually any better or if they've just been putting on an act this whole time. Well, I don't know. So you ask what party I am in? It depends. It depends. I think that we need to go back to how this country used to be, where parties were a lot more localized. So like, the Democratic Party in New York should be different from the Democratic Party in Arizona because they have different constituencies. They don't, they don't share a single voter, okay? The Democratic Party in New York and the Democratic Party in Arizona don't share a single voter. So they should have different representatives with different policies, like how we used to. But now everything is so nationalized. And that's what makes people lose, I think they lose their representation. Because your rep is more beholden to national trends than your own, than their own constituency. I'll end the episode here. It's basically just kind of like a mini rant on, on, I don't know, just why a lot of Americans feel lost. Most Americans are purple and aren't steadfast with either party. But for Democrats, please, my only message is to be, I mean, you know, be like, just to, just be upfront about the fact that the way you want to do things does not lead to an equality in society. It leads to San Francisco. It leads to Los Angeles. It leads to the opposite of equality because you make you make society very aristocratic based because you empower the aristocracy with all these rules and all these all these regulations and stuff. And I don't mean regulations like which regulations? Regulations is such a broad term. A regulation can be anything from good to bad, you know? If you want to say no lead in gasoline, then I don't care. That's fine. Whatever. But if you want to say that, you know, in order to get gas, you have to you have to fill out some re- some test about understanding why gas let's say to buy gas let's say this guys to buy a hummer you have to demonstrate that you understand climate change and that you understand that like what the harm the hummer is doing to the society something like that 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 strikes me as really democrat like well if you want to buy a hummer then you have to pass some kind of test to show that you understand why the hummer is hurting the world that's like an extreme hyperbolic example but it's that mentality it's that mentality that's the road to serfdom. And Donald Trump is the road to serfdom too. But not Frederick Hayek's road to serfdom. Donald Trump is the, you know, 
the Brazilian road to serfdom. Bolsonaro is basically just everything Trump is, but worse. So if you want to look at that, look at Brazil and their president. Neither one is good, uh, an, an ideal option. So for me, that like personally, I'll just end the episode with my favorite status quo for right now, the current American politics. I prefer Democrats in charge with Republicans cock-blocking them. Sorry, I don't have a better term, but it's a phrase that I would have to use. So Joe Biden's in charge because I know he's not going to do anything ridiculously crazy. And then you just have Republicans controlling the Senate so that they don't let him actually do any of his stupid ideas. Okay, perfect. You know, and that's what a lot of Americans want. That's why a lot of Americans voted for Joe Biden and then Republican down ticket. They voted for against Trump and then for Republicans. Millions of Americans did that. Trump will never understand why he 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 can't. So he will always think that he won. That's fine. Let him think that he's a loser, you know. Um, and I think that most people realize that. It's just a question of, are you siding with the Democrats? Republicans are really on edge all the time because they don't know if you're attacking Trump because you are a, a globalist, a transnational globalist who they view as anti-American. So they don't want to talk about how bad Trump is to somebody who's anti-American in their eyes. So they're always very defensive of their daddy. At least in my experience, that ha that's what happens a lot happens a lot. People get defensive because they think you're coming from the other side. It'll happen with Democrats, too. So, I have advice to both parties, guys. Really, I do. And this is, like, advice that I will give, and I don't feel like a, like a pompous dig saying it. Democrats, spend more time fixing problems in Democratic states, and Republicans do the same thing. Because you both have your own problems that you don't know how to solve. And if you just tried to solve your own problems, you would learn something because you'd be forced to listen to the people that you're hurting. You'd be forced to listen to the homeless. You'd be forced to listen to this and that and this and that instead of just always trying to help them from the outside. Well, we don't listen to white evangelicals. We just want to send them to school and make them more like us so that they're not so dumb anymore. That kind of mentality. Just spend more time listening and solving your own problems before looking outwards. You can attack only after your own house is in order, right? Classic one-two. All right, cool. Thank you, everybody. I'll just throw this up on Spotify, and I hope everyone liked listening. Um, you really need to get off a high horse if you're a Democrat on a high horse or a Republican on a high horse. It doesn't matter what the issue is. Climate change, taxes... Only voting rights, okay? Voting rights right now, that pisses me off, okay? But I'm going to go all into the voting rights with a whole other episode because it's. I'm in a weird place where I'm very mad at Republicans for making it hard for anyone to vote. But at the same time, I think it's ridiculous that we're directly electing anybody but the House representatives. Your House rep is supposed to be your mob mentality representative. And then there wasn't supposed to be direct elections anywhere else. Not your senator and not your president. So to me, it's like, I think we should have universal voting rights if we aren't electing our Supreme Court justices every year, right? There's a balance. So 
Do you want voting rights? Yes. But do you want the Supreme Court justice to get elected every four years? No. I want something in between. So I'm in like a weird spot in that sense. But Overall, just listen to why people don't like you. If you're a Republican, listen to why people don't like Republicans. And if you're a Democrat, listen to why people don't like Democrats. And don't listen to the dumbest one. Listen to the smartest one. And you'll be better off for it. And you'll probably end up purple. And you'll vote Democrat sometimes and Republican sometimes. Depending. Cool. Thanks, everybody.